Madison's Alternative, 1067 The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I'm joined by the Interrupters. Hello. Hey. It's nice everybody was able to squish into one little panel there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're we're way closer than we appear on the screen. (laughs) If you saw this in person, you'd be like, they're uncomfortably close. (laughs) At least you're, you know. You guys are comfortable together. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We spent a lot of time together in, in vans, planes, them in the womb. <laughs> so, yeah. So you guys have a new song out called In the Mirror, and it seems to be more personal than some of your previous singles. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, it's a very personal song. It's about, this is the best way I can describe it. Have you ever been drunk and a sober person wants to talk to you? and you like that's the last person you want to talk to in that moment yeah you're having drinks and they're gonna maybe kill your buzz so this song is about my drunk self talking to my sober self in the mirror going I don't want to go through the pain like I don't want I have so much explaining to do like if I'm gonna like have to talk to you I'm gonna have to and really figure out what's going on I'm gonna have to stop drinking and do some inventory and go through the pain which instead of running from it. And so that's what this song is about. One of the lyrics says it took two years to write, but in the behind the scenes video that was just released, we found out that it actually took about 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it took me a long time because, you know, it was like Dewey Cox. I had to think about my whole life in order to write this song. <laughs> I wrote many, 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 many countless verses to this song to try and do my own personal inventory and figure out like, and I had to do spiritual work. Like, what am I running from? Like, what am I so afraid of to look at? And so in order to write the song, I had to actually do that work. <laughs> and so um, that's why it's so deep. And it took a, it took a lot um, and it took a long time to do that, that work, you know? Is that a pretty typical process for you guys? Does it usually start with lyrics from Amy and then one by one, you guys kind of add to it? Do you all work together? Do you ever swap roles? It actually depends on the song because in our history as a band, we've been in a lot of different songwriting scenarios. And sometimes, for example, In the Mirror is like a kind of a complete thought and a complete universe that Amy had already had. And basically when she writes lyrics and melody and sings them to me, I pick up a guitar and I'm not writing the chords. The chords are like baked in the cake already. I just have to figure out like what the progression is. So that's one way we've done it. And we've done a lot of songs like that. And then sometimes I'll just be playing something on guitar and she'll get an idea. And usually we'll kind of have a seed of a song before we go into the studio to record it. And that's when like it becomes the interrupters. And that's when, you know, the bass line and the drums and and all that. And also every record is a little bit different. You know, we've done a lot of work with Tim Armstrong where we were, you know, in the studio with him. Sometimes he would throw an idea out. Um, Sometimes we would just be having a conversation at lunch and she would say something and I'd be like, that's a song lyric. We should make that into a song. And uh, sometimes I'll come up with a chorus and maybe like, part of a verse and I can't like finish it. Like on this record, we got on our bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> we, we rode around the neighborhood. So if I had like part of a song or if he had part of some lyrics, we would just get on our bikes and shout lyrics back and forth to each other. And we've never done that before bike riding and writing lyrics, yeah. but it was so fun. And it's kind of the way I always want to write lyrics from now on when I'm stuck. Cause yeah. it was so creative. It just was so inspiring. I it's, don't know why. It's so true. I think the least creative you could ever feel is sitting in a room yeah. with like an empty page and a pen. It's yeah. just like, there's some intimidating thing about it, but somehow 
Same. It's why people write songs in the shower, I think, because you're away from everything and then you're shampooing and you're just like, ooh, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and also, everyone's, everyone's voice sounds better in the shower. <laughs> you know, you got that natural reverb. Yeah, the acoustics are better in the shower for sure. <laughs> so you brought up the new album, In the Wild, comes out August 5th. I've never heard of the bike riding and writing lyrics at the same time. Do you think that brings maybe a little more energy or anything to this album? Yeah, I mean, you know what? This record, there was just a lot of time to go through things and come up with all kinds of ideas. And I think that this record, a lot of the songs were written in just like freestyle, just coming up with just having the time to sit around and just sing and we had so much material, like 40 songs or yeah, something like we that. Definitely, we started with 40, but that was whittled down from like about 80 voice memos that like yeah, we, 80, kind of, yeah. we figured out, okay, there's like, we went through every voice memo and every idea of everything we've ever written. And at the end of it, we had about 40 songs that were written out in a list as song titles that were like potential songs for the record. And then I realized that a lot of it was my life story in those, and mm-hmm. some of it was my life story. Yeah. And then the songs that didn't tell the story that I wanted to tell, we cut. Like, even though, like, really great songs were like, that's not really telling the story. So, yeah. And having that kind of a like foundation, at least in mind, for what the record would be really helped inform which songs were going to get the most attention and be the ones for this record. Cause the fun thing about the way we record music is all four of us get into a room with our instruments, she's got a microphone and we literally just play the song until it feels right. And then once it feels right, we record that and we say, okay, this is the template of the song. And then while it's fresh in our minds, me and the twins will go back in the studio and do the drums, bass and guitar live at the tempo that we decided on at the arrangement we decided on. And then we have this like foundation and we were able to like get a lot of work done in a short amount of time because we had so much time to figure out what the songs were that by the time we started recording, we were like, we have the material. Let's just kind of knock it out. And, and we did just that. Yeah. And having a solid idea, like almost like a theme for the album definitely helps streamline it because it can be hard to pick your favorites, especially out of 40 songs. That's four albums right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So do you have plans for another album in the future where you're going to use some of these? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm excited about it. Yeah. You've also collaborated with what seems like everyone in alt and punk scene, like Tom Morello, Travis Barker, Dirty Heads. You mentioned Tim Armstrong earlier. You guys worked with the Tim Timebomb and Friends projects. Mm. How exciting is it to be able to collaborate with all these people on so many different levels, too? Amazing. So grateful. Yeah, we've definitely like there's like a saying, it's like never meet your heroes because they'll let you down. But I I believe the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> yeah. been a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> One of the people you've also worked with was Jordis Unga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm from Minnesota and her first punk band, Fighting Tongues, was like my favorite band. Shut Whoa. up. <laughs> oh, cool. She's one of my very best friends in the world. Oh, yeah. And she actually sings on this album. Yeah. 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 When we did background vocals for this record, we had some friends over and Jordis and our friend Dash and our friend Sarah and uh, Billy Cottage and Johnny. and Johnny. Like we had this whole group of people come in to do like gang vocals. And then everyone we had was really good singers. So we'd have them jump in on the harmonies and stuff. And it kind of yeah. like, helps us bring a new life to our music. And it's also fun because they're our friends. Yeah. So it's it's like it's not like we're 
finding these musicians or singers and hiring them to come in. It's just, just like, it's part of like what we do. Yeah. When everything's over, we all sit around a piano and we'll sing songs and like, you know, so that's how we came up. And uh, that's, yeah, that's why we love Jordis. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell her to do an episode of the Disruptor series too. <laughs> oh, oh my sure. gosh. I'm yeah, sure definitely. Yeah. You guys have about a month to prepare for tour. You're heading out with Flogging Molly this summer. Yep. Yes, we're so excited. Yeah. We love yeah. Flogging Molly. Yeah, it's going to be a party. Yeah. You guys have some festival dates. It looks like you're in Europe before, during, and after this tour. You kind of jump back and forth because of all the festivals. Yes. yes. It's going to be awesome. We're so excited to get back out there and, and play new songs and just see everybody. We miss everybody. It's been too long. Yeah, unfortunately, some of your tours have been canceled or postponed. It's been a long few years for everybody in the industry. Very exciting. And you guys are headlining a lot of these punk festivals. That's exciting, too. Yeah, it's yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. It's just, yeah, we're beside ourselves. We're soaked. <laughs> Is there any country you are particularly excited to get to? Honestly, we love every, like, we're, we're excited for all of it. Yeah. 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 It's really hard to pick. And it's so funny because even going back to places you've been before, you get this greater appreciation because you get to know this place almost like a second home. So like everywhere we go becomes almost a second home to us. And uh, that's awesome too. And the twins are so good at like, they get on their phones and they'll be like, oh, there's this famous restaurant that like Anthony Bourdain ate <laughs> at here. And then we all go to get food. Yeah, they're, and, they're yeah. like, we're the resident travel channel. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> real, yeah. They're like twins, tell us where to eat. And they're like, they know all the spots. So we, yeah, we yeah. love it. Is it ever hard to work with your siblings and feel like you never get that space or is it just Actually, natural for you guys? I think it's easier because you have an understanding and uh, there's a bond that you can't really break. So no matter what, you're always working together for the you know, usual outcome of what you want. It's true. We all have the same vision for the band. Uh, and, you know, when we disagree on stuff creatively, we know how to like address each other, which is pretty awesome because, you know, we've all been in bands. I grew up playing in bands. We all grew up playing in bands. And, you know, when it's just like, let's say four just complete separate entities that have their own kind of vision of what they want to do. Sometimes that's the stuff that breaks up bands. But with us, I feel like we get closer as the yeah. years go by. It's also, they had a band when they were like eight years old. Yeah, yeah. I, well, like I was 11. 11 but, yeah. And um, <laughs> you were the band leader. I was the band leader. Yeah. And but they I mean, I've seen videos. If you watch our concert film on YouTube, it's called This Is My Family. And there's some footage of them playing in their little punk band when they were eight and 11. Yeah. And it's so cute. They've been so they've been working together for a very long time. It's true. I mean, even back then. It's funny because I watched back the footage and I was cringing at some of like, we would finish a song and I'd be like telling them like, you messed up that part. You can't make and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I've, I've come a long way in how I'm able to like address us in rehearsal, you know, like now I'm very much like, ah, everybody messes up, you know, let's just like try to like take a note that so that part, that yeah. at least we ended together. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. When you're playing live, as long as everybody hits the last note together, the taste in, in everyone's mouth is good. You know? So did you all pick different instruments on purpose then? It's a funny evolution of how it happened because when I started playing music first, I played the drums. And my very first couple bands, I was a drummer. So we had a drum kit in the house. And my dad was not a huge fan of having to lug it to like my gigs when I was 12. But also, 
I didn't have the stamina to be a drummer. Like I, after the third song, I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then I picked up a guitar and as I picked up the guitar, Jesse picked up the drums and actually had way more of a natural ability for it and, and a feel. And then it was just kind of like, what do you think? Do you think the bass was left over or do you think you were destined for bass? <laughs> it was a happy accident, you know? It was, <laughs> I was destined for it, but, yeah. <laughs> but it was what was left. I, yeah, but, he, but he's my favorite, favorite bass player to play with. So it, it did work out. And, you know, we all play a little bit of piano too. And like, you know, we try to, we play a little bit of everything, but these three instruments that we landed on, I think were our strongest, our core you know? Instrument. Or if they weren't then, they are now because that's just what we spent the most time doing. So do you guys have musical parents as well? Oh, yes. Yeah, it runs in the family. Our dad's a trumpet player and a musician and um, also a recording engineer. We had a lot of music we were surrounded by. And he was always friends with musicians. So there was always musicians stopping by the house and recording music. So just being around that environment at a young age, I think really kind of helped kind of make it our like happy place. Like there's I, a picture of him that I, I think is actually in that movie, but yeah. he's two years old and he's got headphones on and he's singing into a mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then his dad, our grandfather, Gus Bavona, was a jazz musician. He played the alto sax and the clarinet and he was in big bands. He played in the MGM orchestra. So, you know, a lot of those old MGM movies, he's he's the clarinet or or the alto. I and mean, he played it, with Frank Sinatra. He played with Frank Sinatra. He he had a really great career as a jazz musician and big band player. So I think it was I definitely think it was in the blood. However, and your grandma was an awesome singer. Yeah, that's true. And so was your grandma. My grandma was, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it is it is definitely in the blood for sure. And your parents, Amy? My mom is an accordion player. So she was always playing the accordion growing up and having us sing like Dean Martin songs and Frank yeah. Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watch our, our film, This Is My Family on YouTube, you'll see footage of Amy at a very young age and her mom playing accordion yeah. and them all, all them all singing together. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's so cute. And my grandma played jazz uh, in San Francisco. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah strong jazz background for all of you. It's yeah. true, but we're all terrible. Well, actually, uh, I felt bad. I was going to say we're all terrible at jazz, but Jesse's actually a good jazz drummer. Justin <laughs> can play upright bass. But I was listening to one of my grandpa's records literally two nights ago. And I was thinking to myself, like, I could never sit in with this band. Like, <laughs> I, I just, hear that stuff saying, I'm like, this is so good. I can't even wrap my head around what they're doing. It's like an orchestra. And, and I'd like, go in there with my guitar and I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I would just have to be faking What it. power chord is that? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining me today. We're going to check out your new song now. Right. Thank you right. so Thank much. You. It's good to be with you. In the Mirror by The Interrupters right now on The Resistance. <laughs> 